0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm your host Marvin Schmidt and today I'm joined by my fellow classmate Lorenz. Hi Lorenz. Hi Marvin. How are you? Thank you for the question. I'm feeling fine today. So how are you? Yeah, I'm fine too. Thanks. Yeah, cool. That's nice. So I have a small question for you. What did you have for lunch today?
1: Well, today for lunch I had a student pizza, which means basically everything I found in my fridge. Uh, which was a little bit of ham some tuna and some vegetables and obviously cheese and it actually was quite delicious
0: Ah, I know how that works So let's talk about the first ingredient in your pizza, which is ham or I think we should talk about meat in general So Lawrence, would you consider yourself as a proper meat lover?
1: Actually, yes, uh, I like to eat uh, meat like three or four times a week. What about you?
0: So yeah, I have to admit that I'm a pretty big meat lover too. I eat meat in like most of my dishes. I absolutely enjoy the taste and
1: I don't know if I could live without it. You know, last week I read an article about the meat industry and I find it quite interesting and shocking too because I didn't know that the mass animal husbandry had such a big impact on the greenhouse effect It is actually, 18% of the greenhouse effect is uh, caused by the mass animal husbandry uh, from cows.
0: Oh, really? I I knew that, uh, that the meat industry is pretty bad for the ecological footprint, but is it really that bad? Oh my god. I heard about another bad part about the meat industry, and that's the amount of antibiotics they put into their animals to keep them healthy. So it's also to prevent any kind of illness in their factories. And it really sucks, because it's not only affecting the animals, but also us, because with the meat we eat from the animal, we also get antibiotics in our system. And the biggest problem about these factories is that they're like giant, multi-resistant bacteria factories. Bacteria who are not like any kind of vulnerable by antibiotics so they can't be affected by any kind of medicine so when you go to the hospital and you have like any kind of illness they can't help you because they don't have any antibiotics because the multi-resistant bacteria there are just immune against it and the whole thing is just because you you want to eat meat every day
1: yeah I heard about that that they put the antibiotics in the food of their uh, animals Another fact about the food they use in the meat industry is that it actually takes up to 1500 liters of water to produce one kilogram of beef, while it only uh, takes 1350 liters of water to produce one kilogram of wheat.
0: Yeah, mate, that's pretty bad. And until the humanity stops growing, it will be a bigger and bigger problem, because we absolutely need the water. There are big water problems down there in Africa, like for, for example, and we just can't do that, that we put so much water into the production of meat. So we absolutely have to think about alternatives for the future. And I thought about it in the last few weeks or so, and I found interesting things on, about, on the internet, like for example, that we take insects, as a source of protein instead of normal meat. Insects offer so many benefits over proper meat. They don't need nearly that much space than, like for example, a cow. They don't need that much food. They don't need that much water. So, and it's also much healthier to eat insects because they guarantee much healthier proteins, much more proteins on the same amount of biomass than, for example, a pig. So, in the future, we really have to think about eating more Jiminy Cricket than Peppa Pig.
1: Yeah, you said they need less space uh, than mammals, but I think, like, you need way more insects to produce the same uh, same amount of uh, meat than with, uh, so for example, a cow. So, I don't get that point, really.
0: Yeah, but they grow, like, way faster than a cow or even a chicken. So it's more than equal. Insects produce more biomass
1: on one square meter than a cow. So you mean in like a week you produce more uh, meat with the insects because they just grow way faster than the... Yeah,
0: they grow absolutely fast and they also don't need that many antibiotics than other animals. Uh, They really don't need any and they're also not that... They don't need grass for food or any kind of other vegetables. They could be grown, or for example, on organic waste or something. They don't
1: need spe- specific food. They eat anything. Oh, okay. That's some interesting facts. And we actually have to um, consider this as an alternative. But you can tell me that uh, these insects taste the same as a good old beef.
0: Ah, they don't. <laughs> yeah, but I. There are some delicious insects, too. Not only meat is delicious, also insects only because you didn't try them you You can't tell that they're not
1: delicious. If I think about a burger patty made out of maggots, I would consider <laughs> to throw up instead of eating it and But I once eat ate um noodles made of meal warm meal, and they didn't taste that bad. Actually, but, you probably they are not really made out of mealworm meal. Like, it's just a little percentage.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a burger patty out of maggots seems to be delicious. And with your mealworm meal, yeah, there's probably a small percentage of mealworms in it. And when I was a small boy, I went like full bergrills in the forest and I tried like every insect I could find, like spiders
1: and crickets and everything.
0: Yeah, they don't taste that bad.
1: <laughs> I did that too. But I don't remember the taste of it, really.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: it's all about trying, I think, in life. Did you see the big headline in the newspaper a few weeks ago which said that scientists now successfully made the first lab burger patty? Um, I heard about that, seems to be a great
0: idea. So what are the benefits of this technique? I didn't read the article because I'm a lazy
1: shit, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so one benefit is that it takes less water to produce uh, these also it's uh, a faster way and obviously it takes way less play uh, space to produce them because you can produce them in like a room and you don't have to uh, you don't need these big fields
0: yeah you talked about the problem that you can't imagine that uh, crickets or something taste the same as meat they obviously don't but you can't tell me that like a piece of meat or a piece of stuff, I don't really know what they're made out, uh, created in a laboratory uh, tastes the same than a burger patty of a healthy, healthy cattle grown up on a green field in Ireland. You can't tell me that.
1: It's made out of cellulose and right now a big problem is that this method just costs way too much, but I guess in the future it won't. And also a big benefit of this, because you had concerns that this wouldn't taste like real meat, but it actually does. It also has the consistence of real meat, and it actually is able to bleed if you push it. Ah, okay. I'm really
0: looking out forward to that if that's really the case. So cool. So no, let's stop with the meat because I have to say that I'm getting hungry. So
1: we could go over to the tuna on your pizza. Okay, then let's talk about the tuna. It was obviously a tuna out of a can. And mm. I do know that it, this isn't good for the environment and uh, the uh, nature system. The ecosystem. Kind of, uh, ecosystem, yeah. Um, because uh, the overfishing is a real big problem nowadays.
0: Yes, it actually is, like these giant fish trawlers going out of the, on the ocean and catching all these uh, tuna. So, a fact is that the entire fish population on our planet has been reduced to half since the 1970s. And it's mostly because of the entire big fish industry, and it's like a big circle of death, because people want more tuna... They go out in the ocean and they have less, so they have to intensify their fishing methods, which results in big amounts of bycatch. Like last year, there was 80 million tons of fish pulled out of the ocean, and on top of these 80 million tons of fish, there goes like 40 million tons of bycatch, which is everything
1: dolphins, divers, <laughs> everything. <laughs> is it true that uh, because of the overfishing? The fish trawlers now have to go further from the sea, uh, on the sea, and the, which uh, which means they have a higher CO2 emission.
0: Yeah, that's true. They have to go
1: further from the shore to catch the fish because they're all fished out. But one solution for that would be aquacultures, right? Because you can build these uh, on the coast or actually even on land.
0: Yeah, on one hand, probably, but the other hand, Mm, no, because like also the, the food for these fishes, mostly uh, salmons who are getting formed uh, close to the coastline, they're getting fed by by like fish pellets who are made out of sand eels or something, and they're they also getting caught on the ocean. Another problem is that these salmons are also getting fed by antibiotics like like chickens and that really hurts the ecosystem and also like freshwater fish they're getting formed in vietnam or something for for example the pangasius which is like a like a catfish but why in vietnam because the weather is there is perfect and it's like cheap and they put all the pollution from the fish farm in another river and the problem is that these fish don't actually uh, live there. So they hurt the complete environment when they get out of the fish farms. So aquaculture has both sides of the spectrum, good and bad.
1: But if you say aquacultures are bad, what would you recommend then for an alternative? First, first of all, you can eat fish, fish, which is not that bad from aquacultures,
0: like carp, for example.
1: But they are from aquacultures, too. So what are the benefits of
0: carp? Uh, they are grown in Germany. They grow pretty fast under good circumstances, and they also don't need any any antibiotics. And they grow in without much clean water. They grow in grow in simply any kind of water. Yeah, that's that's something you could eat. And another good alternative for future seafood are mussels because they are grown in like big sea farms in close to the shore, or they could be grown, but. Don't, not many people see the big potential in this, because mussels don't need much much food. They don't need any food, because they f- filter, like, the water around them.
1: Well, but then they need food. Yeah. They, they just take it out of the water, but then they need food.
0: Yeah, they steal it from the water, but it's, that's not actually that bad. They grow really fast. They are not hard to catch, obviously. These are fucking mussels. <laughs> they are sitting on a rock. So, yeah, that's a good alternative for mostly any fish. So mussels could be a good alternative for most of the seafood we eat in the future. And they're also
1: really delicious on your pizza, Lawrence. As you said just a few minutes ago, the uh, request for tuna is higher than ever. And this tuna doesn't only have to be fished, but it also has to be packaged, which is mostly in plastic or in a can. Which leads us to our next problem, which is the consumption. So plastic waste is actually a bigger problem than you might think. There is a waste island in the ocean, which is called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And it is actually bigger than Europe, I think. Also, you all know these pictures of dead animals full of plastic waste, and they are just terrifying. The big problem
0: about the plastic is that it's only recyclable in 300 years and we didn't talk about microplastic yet. And the problem of microplastic is that it's, it's getting eaten by plankton, plankton is getting eaten by fish, this fish is getting eaten by other fish and then we eat the fish so the microplastic gets in our, our body and it's really not that healthy like
1: scientists found out. Another thing that I think is worth mentioning is that some Japanese students, I think, um, found some bacteria that could probably dismantle plastic. Really?
0: Hmm. Okay. And the problem is that more and more plastic is generated by the human society and thrown out of the window, like everywhere, and we need a solution for that. And scientists found, like, a new kind of plastic, PLA, and it's already out there in most supermarkets in Germany. It's, like, organic plastic, which is recyclable and completely safe for the nature. And, yeah, that could be a good thing for the future, because we can't stand that big problem with plastic anymore. At one point, it will eat us. In last week's episode, uh, Rafael and Freya talked about the zero waste lifestyle and I think we shouldn't go that far, but people could also try to use less plastic, like every one of us. We don't need that much plastic in our life, we could reduce it to a, not the most minimalistic way, but to a smaller amount of plastic that we throw away, because that would be a right step in the good direction
1: now let's talk about meat again i think the next time i buy meat i look for higher quality uh, instead of um quantity so when we go over to the vegetables on your pizza there it's opening
0: like a bottle with another problem in it like the space we we need to grow our vegetables and any kind of other food or food for animals because most of the pigs eat soy and which needed to be grown in like big, big areas. And the problem is that, that the nature has to clear its path for our big plantations with food on it. We see the Amazonas rainforest where thousands of square kilometers are burned down to produce some soy or some palm for palm oil. And that's a pretty pretty big problem of our generation because we just don't have that much space on our earth. So, we really need a solution for that problem just many species of animals are going to extinct in the future and already have been brought to extinction because of the
1: big burning down of the areas in the rainforest and simply everywhere so a solution for that could be genetically modified uh, plants because they don't need as much uh, pesticides also they are just Way more efficient in growing. Yeah, exactly. They are, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just produce way more than normal plants. Also to be mentioned are alternative farming methods like underground farms.
0: And we could also introduce another plant to our food menu. Like we have a really massive shoreline on our hands. Like our planet is also called the blue planet. So why shouldn't we eat the plants? are growing in the sea we're not eating that many plants in the sea like seaweed seaweed has many benefits over normal vegetables like lettuce it's really fast growing you can simply grow it in the sea you can use it for many things and it's also really delicious Uh, not many people know about its fantastic tastes and versatility in like many menus so this could also be a Great addition to our food plan. Oh, we only talked about four aspects of future food. There's so much more to discuss about. But I see that we
1: already talked like 18 minutes about this topic. Oh no, 18 minutes, that means the Burger King is closing soon. Uh, well, thanks uh, thanks for having me in here today and I gotta go.
0: Ah, okay. Bye, Lawrence. So,
1: yeah, thanks for
0: listening, guys. And remember, always stay hydrated. Bye.